There are always days when I wake up 30 minutes before work and I'm like, oh my God, there's no milk in my fridge. I use Quick Commerce app. I generally use Blinkit. Speaking some more is something that I have used most. I do use Zepta and Blinkit little regularly. Often I use it two, three times a week at least. I can definitely say Blinkit delivers quite quick. The delay in uh, deliveries are only when it's raining, otherwise it's usually on time and it takes 8 to 10 minutes max to reach home. If you, like me, do not always plan your grocery shopping and you often need things last minute, you would have used some of the quick commerce apps that you just heard about. But among all these platforms, there has been one dark horse in this hotly contested grocery delivery race to your doorstep. Zepto. The two-year-old startup has stood as the only player in the space without a big conglomerate backing it. Just take a look at some of its main competition. There is Blinkit, which is owned by food delivery giant Zomato. Another food delivery player, Swiggy, has Instamart. Then there is the Tata Group-owned Big Basket, which launched quick delivery service BB Now. And then there is Reliance-backed Dunzo. But Zepto seems to be delivering something different. And the investors are flocking in. Last week, Zepto raised $200 million at a valuation of $1.4 billion to become India's first unicorn of 2023. This at a time when others, despite being backed by the biggest possible names, are struggling. Zepto's rise has come around the same time that older player Dunzo, regarded as the OG in the hyper-local delivery space, has been struggling to even stay afloat. So what's making Zepto zip? I speak to Vivek Subramanian, partner at Goodwater Capital, a US-based venture capital firm that has invested in the newest unicorn in town. We see hundreds of companies, and it is rare to see a company that grows over 100%, so more than 2x of top-line sales in, in a 8-9 month period, while also significantly improving unit economics and actually getting close to store-level EBITDA positive. Right? And I think that is something we saw with Zepto, which really impressed us. And I think it's a testament to how much, A, I think how good the team is, and B, their operational rigor that they have internally. Is it hype or is Zepto really delivering something unique? ET Prime's Priyanka Sahai also gets us the ground check. Zepto is focusing heavily on the fresh fruits and vegetables because the margins there is huge, upwards of 70 to 80 percent. And at the same time, if you can get it right, it'll be very difficult for the nearest competition to beat you to that. So stay tuned. It's Thursday, the 7th of September. I'm your host, Mugdha Warrior from ET Prime. And you're listening to The Morning Brief. In 2021, Zepto, which initially started as Kirana Kart, shook up the grocery delivery space that was dominated by the likes of Big Basket and Blinkit, which was then known as Growforce. Zepto came in and promised 10-minute deliveries, thus kicking off the quick commerce wars. 
In fact, incumbents such as Big Basket were also forced to start offering deliveries in just 15 to 20 minutes to catch up. Grofers also transitioned into Blinkit to offer 10-minute deliveries. These players rushed to set up their dark stores, which are essentially micro warehouses, at prime locations around large gated societies and dense residential areas. Of course, the quick commerce fad soon died down given the intense cash burn and the funding crunch. Most players increased the delivery times, brought in delivery fees, and also rationalized on the number of dark stores. In the middle of all this, the one player that many industry members assumed would exhaust its resources soon was Zepto, which had raised around 400 million dollars before the latest funding round came in. Started by two Stanford dropouts, Aditya Palecha and Kaivalya Vora, who at the time were just 19 years old, Zepto had raised funding from big investors such as Y Combinator and Nexus Venture Partners among others. But the space quickly saw bigger players stepping in and pumping in huge amounts of money. For example, by the end of 2021, Swiggy had announced that it would invest 700 million dollars in its express grocery delivery business Instamart. To make things more difficult, the markets also turned. The funding winter had set in since early 2022, though Zepto did manage to snag a 200 million dollar funding round in May last year that helped it fight off the bigger players. In the meantime, Zepto had also held talks with Swiggy, Zomato and even the Tatas for a possible merger, though the discussions never materialized. Then in recent months, the downfall of Reliance and Google-backed Dunzo became the big talking point in the sector. giving enough fodder to skeptics who called out the unsustainability of the quick delivery business model but then 2 weeks ago zepto announced that it had raised 200 million dollars in funding at a valuation of 1.4 billion dollars making it the only unicorn of 2023 so far this in a year when much bigger startups have had to face a valuation markdown how did it manage this feat But before that let's take a look at who the new backers of the 2 year old startup are. There is US based investment firm Stepstone Group which led the round and also marked its first direct investment in an Indian company. There is another new investor Goodwater Capital, a consumer focused venture capital firm based in California which is also backed global quick commerce players such as Turkish firm Getter and V in the United States. Zepto's existing investors like Nexus Venture Partners and Gladebrook Capital also joined in the round. Interestingly, Stepstone, which led the round, is a limited partner in some of the venture capital firms that have backed Zepto itself, like Nexus Venture Partners and Goodwater Capital. So, what attracted these global investors to Zepto in the midst of this intense competition and the still very nascent market for quick grocery deliveries in India? I ask Vivek Subramanian of Goodwater Capital. Thank you so much Vivek for joining us. Thank you as well. Thank you for having me as well. At Goodwater Capital you have backed several global instant grocery delivery startups including Getter, you have V in the US. So was Zepto on your radar for some time? Yes, yes absolutely. In fact, we had seen Zepto when they were Kirana cart Initially, they were actually called Kirana Cart, 
And then we met Adit about a year and a half back. And we actually looked at their last round, you know, closely. So we were familiar with their business. We were also tracking them since January of last year, but through a lot of, you know, touch points through 2022, as well as the early part of 2023. So you've been in touch with them since Jan of last year, but you've finally made the plunge this year. Were there any concerns earlier when you initially talked to them? And was there a reason that you waited for some time before you decided to back them? Yeah. So when we saw them initially, Babta, we had concerns around their burn rate and what we call unit economics, which is a way for us to track for every $100 of sales or 100 rupees of sales you do, how much of profit do you make and how much do you burn? And that metric was actually not great. So they were burning a lot of money at that point of time and their unit economics was not positive. So our feedback to Adit at that time was to really focus on profitability and, you know, get to what we call store level EBITDA, you know, positive, which is how you can make the entire business successful, which actually essentially means that if you get a single store to be profitable and generating cash, and you can do this across lots and lots of stores, then you can make the entire business profitable. So then what has changed since then, Vivek? What is Zepto doing right? They say that a majority of their dark stores now are EBITDA positive, but they're still overall as a company still a little while away from reaching EBITDA profitability. So uh, what do you make of the unit economics and the overall profitability path now? We are extremely impressed with the progress so far, Mukta. So what Adit and you know, Kavilya and his team have done is essentially taken their PNL, decomposed it into its individual components, and really driven a lot of focus into each area. For example, when you look at a single order, let's say you buy 500 rupees worth of stuff, there are cost items that actually go into making that delivery, the cost of the product, how much does it take to deliver the product to your doorstep, how much is rent and utilities for their dark stores, labor within the dark stores. If they have a bigger warehouse that is then servicing the dark store, what's the cost of that? So essentially, they've taken each of these line items and driven a significant amount of operational efficiency and improvements across all of these line items. And we met them in you know, July of last year, October of last year, you know, December of last year, and then again, March of this year, and then July of this year. And you know, every time we met Adit, they had made improvements in some area or the other. Right. And I think we see hundreds of companies and it is rare to see a company that grows over a hundred percent. So more than two X of top line sales and in a eight, nine month period, while also significantly improving unit economics and actually getting close to store level EBITDA positive. Right. And I think that is something we saw with Zepto, which really impressed us. And I think it's a testament to how much, A, I think how good the team is and B, their operational rigor that they have internally. But Vivek, you know, this is a very crowded sector right now in India. Multiple big players in the space as well. So how do you compare Zepto to the other players in terms of the store level efficiency, the overall growth of the company? And did you look at other players in the market as well? I mean, clearly there are some players who are desperately in need of funds. Did you evaluate other players as well? We've actually looked at other, you know, players as well. Uh, we have a lot of respect for the other players in this space as well. Just for context, I was the head of product of Coupang, which is the Amazon of Korea. And I spent four years as their head of product through all the hyper growth years. Uh, so I'm very familiar with this business in terms of 
running the operations as well. So from that context, I think if you just take a step back and look at any commerce business in the world, whether it's Amazon here or Coupon or Zepto or any other player, there are essentially four dimensions that you can deliver value to the consumer on. So the first is selection. So you as a consumer want access to a variety of products. Second is quality. So you want that selection to be delivered to you at high quality, especially when it comes to things like fruits and vegetables. The third is price. So you want the cheapest price. And the fourth is convenience, which means that you want your shopping experience to be very seamless and ideally delivered to your doorstep. So when you look at these four dimensions, and you know, we spoke to a lot of Zepto customers, we also spoke to customers of other services. What we found universally is that Zepto is able to provide a very high quality of service across all of these four dimensions. So when you think about you know, quality, especially when it comes to fruits and vegetables, especially in a market like India, right? what Zepto has, for example, done is they've actually backward integrated and built relationships all the way back to the farms. And now, you know, other players have also done this in the market. But what we were impressed with is really their processes around bringing fresh produce from farm to fork within 12 to 16 hours or so with a high level of quality check. So they've essentially built processes at every step of the supply chain that actually creates a very high quality, you know, product to the end consumer. But Vivek, is their profitability goal going to be sustainable for them? And do you think it will be a trade-off for market share? Because right now, like I said, there are players in the market who have a bigger market share. I understand from some industry analysts that, say, a Blinkit or a Swiggy Instamart, they have around 30 to 34% market share, while Zepto is still a little behind, though it's growing fast. But it still has around 20-23% market share. And given that they're not looking to aggressively expand into new cities, add new dark stores, and are now focusing on profitability, how sustainable do you think that will be? We are fundamentals-based investors, right? So our view is that when you have a huge market like India, right? So India, especially in a market where online grocery penetration is less than 1%, more than 90% is the Kirana stores. So we have a long way to go in that you can have multiple players who actually win this market. I think that's one point. The second is to build a long-term sustainable business, you have to fundamentally build a business with deep operational rigor and the processes that can also scale. So I think just burning money and you know trying to get customers by running promotions or discounts, it's a very short-term approach. And you know what we like about Zepto is their focus on long-term processes, as in things that will be truly sustainable in the long term. What I mean by that is, when you make a process change across, let's say, your supply chain, and you build some software to actually drive that operational efficiency, that let's say drives you know, 2% improvement in margins, that is long-term sustainable, right? Because it's actually embedded into your processes. It is also embedded using software, and that is long-term sustainable. So my short answer is, there is enough space in this market we are so early in this game. This is going to be a multi-decade endeavor. And I think the ones who actually build a great business are the ones who are actually going to succeed. Okay, so you're not too worried about where Zepto stands currently vis-a-vis -vis other players right now? Not at all. Like I said, we're so early in the market, less than 1% market penetration. This game is just getting started. But Vivek, 
How do you look at the overall quick commerce and e-grocery market in India? We have one reference point which is Blinkit because it publishes quarterly numbers through Zomato. Mm-hmm. And over the past few quarters, their active monthly users have stagnated. Their AOV hasn't really spiked too much. It's been a very nominal spike. So what do you make of the overall market, which is still very small? I understand from analysts that it was a 2 or $3 billion sales market as of FI23 in quick commerce. Is your bet on Zepto a vote of confidence just for Zepto or for the overall quick commerce space in India? So maybe I'll actually take a step back and just talk about you know, quick commerce in general and actually the differences we see between quick commerce across the world and in India, because I think it's important to understand the differences. So when you look at you know, quick commerce across the world, and we are investors in Kitir and you know, familiar with other types of these businesses as well, most of them are actually trying to disrupt the convenience store, right? So if you look at the U.S., 85% of grocery is via big supermarkets. There's a small segment that's basically the convenience store where you have a small selection of products at a higher price and the consumer is actually trading off a higher price and small selection for the sake of convenience to just walk across and get it or in the case of the quick commerce players in the U.S. to get it delivered to you within you know 10 minutes or so. And most of these businesses fundamentally don't do you know, things like fresh produce, for example. They also struggle with unit economics because the average order values are small, because the selection is small and it's not the primary grocery source for me as a consumer. And to add to that, you know, cost of delivery is actually higher because cost of labor is higher and so on. Now, in India, we actually think the quick commerce market is not a bet just on the convenience store model because you know that model actually fundamentally exists only through the Kirana store, which also services most of the grocery market. So it's actually a bet on the entire grocery market itself. So you're actually playing in a much larger market specific to India, you know, compared to the other markets. Yes, this is a bet in this market, but I wouldn't call it purely just a quick commerce bet. I would actually call it a grocery market bet. Thanks for, you know, making that comparison between the Indian market and the global market because there is a lot happening globally in the sector, right? There has been a lot of correction, a lot of consolidation. Even for Getter, which is your company, it is one of the players which is still going strong but, you know, has seen valuation reset. Instacart is going for an IPO with a valuation reset. A lot is happening globally. How will that play out for India? Like I said, you know, player like Dunzo, for example, which is backed by some very big names, they are struggling in this quick commerce business. They've shut down a lot of dark stores, let go of people. Do you see any kind of consolidation here, any kind of correction even in the Indian market? Maybe use what happened with Getir as an example, because you're right, there has been consolidation in the EMEA market, right? If you look at, you know, Getir just bought Gorillas and the remaining players, we believe, will also get consolidated. And our general consensus is that I think, you know, Getir is now clearly the category leader and will likely emerge as the leader. There are a few reasons for this, right? I think one is just simply market conditions. I think people raised too much of capital back in, you know, 2021 and 2022 when the interest rates were low and capital was free. So fundamentally, there was a lot of bad DNA built into the businesses where, you know, because capital is free, you don't need to drive operational efficiency. The second is, I think, because capital was free, again, you had a lot of players 
spring up in markets where the population density did not support the cost structure. So the other side we haven't spoken about so far is that for this model to work, you need very high order density and you need to be able to do multiple deliveries in an hour, two to four deliveries in an hour to actually make this really worthwhile. Uh, and you need to also be able to increase the average order value to actually make the economics work, right? So I think all of these really did not work in the other markets. And that led to, you know, one way to drive order density is instead of having two players split a region, you basically combine the two and you have higher density in each area. Now, I think India, we might see some consolidation. That's certainly a possibility. But I think because the you know, population density is higher, I think you could have a market where you can support multiple players. So I think that's certainly a possibility as well. In fact, Zepto for a long time was seen as a potential target, given that, like I've mentioned, it, it didn't have any big backer, right? Like Blinkit has Zomato, the yep. Big Basket has the Tata Group, Reliance invested in Dunzo. So uh, do you see any scope of a potential acquisition, merger or anything there? It's not on our radar at all. We're just building a big business. And, you know, in fact, I think in our view, right, and again, you know, this may not be entirely fair to these players, but I will say that from our experience of investing in lots and lots of companies, what we find is that a standalone company typically can make decisions faster, move faster, and has a much more entrepreneurial DNA than a company that is owned by a larger, bigger company that has multiple mandates within itself. So we're, you know, generally not concerned about that specific, you know, dimension. And Vivek, Stepstone is an LP even in, at Goodwater Capital, right? That's right. That's right. We know them very oh. well. So Stepstone coming in directly as well, what does that signify? What were the discussions with them like? Yeah, Stepstone is an LP in both Nexus as well as Goodwater. And they have also been tracking Zepto for a while. And they're fantastic partners to us. We've known them for such a long time. We really respect them. And we have a fantastic relationship with them. Uh, so they've been, you know, tracking this business. And, you know, they've obviously been seeing the same things we've been seeing as well. So it's a testament to, again, the team's execution and the improvements they've made in the last year and a half or so. And I think their sort of conclusions were very similar to ours, which is that this is a well-run business, good team large market, significant improvements in, you know, store level EBITDA metrics, which is, again, rare to see, like I said earlier. So I think all of those combined essentially led them to invest. As Vivek highlights, his bet on Zepto is based on the startup's execution. Zepto CEO Adit Palicha in a press statement also said that they were succeeding because the execution was strong. But let's not forget that while Zepto says that a majority of its over 200 dark stores have hit EBITDA profitability, the company is still bleeding money and it is still at least a year away from becoming EBITDA positive. However, Zepto has been continuously improving its economics. In a recent investor pitch that Zepto had made a few months back, it claimed that it had nearly halved its cash burn in a matter of six to seven months and that the overall cost per order had come down to around 100 rupees, while the company claimed that the number was much higher for other players. At the same time, Zepto says it has managed to grow its sales significantly, 
and the company now says that it is likely to achieve 1 billion dollars in annualized sales within the next few quarters i discussed with my colleague priyanka sahai on how the company has managed to turn things around priyanka thanks for joining in and you know you've been tracking zepto for the past 2 years closely and in the first year of its operations in fact they had seen heavy losses of as much as 400 crore rupees uh you know they were aggressively adding dark stores in prime locations and they were spending on advertisements but since then they seem to have tightened the ship right in my last so many years of business reporting i've seen the moment you are showered with cash the first thing the companies do is go for a massive expansion spree i was pleasantly surprised to see that despite 200 million coming into the banks Zepto has decided otherwise. They're not going aggressive with its expansion strategy. Instead, what they told me is that they will be going deeper into the existing areas in the existing markets that they are already operating. So they do not have any expansion plans in terms of getting into newer cities, trying newer geographies. Nothing, nothing as aggressive as that. And this shows. a tremendous amount of sincerity in the way you are handling your operations and trying to execute even better seeing that how much can you extract from one single dark store i remember a couple of years ago when zepto just started there was like you know 100 150 million that had come into their kitty and uh, there was this one source that i was talking to which was of a rival company and he was telling me that you know there was a deal signed for dark store and it was friday when they signed up the deal and when they went back to kind of lock it up on monday they said that zepto already came up with a much much larger offer so that was the kind of aggression that they were showing on the ground they went all out to acquire the best of the real estate to kind of splurge money wherever it was required so from that massive spending spree it has now come down to a much much saner position wherein they know that just acquiring customers and real estate is not going to help them in the long run Priyanka you said that they don't want to expand to more cities aggressively and they're not looking to add too many dark stores as well but then how do you think they will fight with the bigger players you know take blinkit for example they have close to 400 dark stores uh, as of the previous quarter while zepto's dark store count is around 220 to 240 and that to mainly in eight cities while swiggy instamart is available in a lot more cities so how do you think they will fight the competition so zepto posts around 3 3.5 lakh orders per day this is lower as compared to of course some 44.5 lakh that binkit does and similar some 4.55 lakh that instamart does there's a efficiency of the dark store that matters and in terms of per dark store zepto is able to deliver around 1500 orders from a single dark store the same stands around 1100 orders for blinkit and some 1125ish for instamart so if you'd see that from a limited real estate if you are able to deliver more think about when you'll expand that real estate to other geographies or cities what kind of a growth will you automatically translate to and zepto appears to be playing it smartly and strategically 
instead of going all out and getting emotional about it. But given that Zepto's delivery time now has also increased and many of the deliveries are not under 10 minutes as before, what is their main selling point? Now, a lot of these companies have realized that a 7 minutes, 8 minutes, 10 minutes story is far gone. That's not the story with which you can sell yourself. The selling point is fresh fruits and vegetables, good product assortment, and timely delivery. Timely delivery, as a consumer, you're not actually bothered if your product is delivered in 10 minutes or 17 minutes or 20 minutes, right? It's the convenience that you kind of are happy with. But as customers get more and more comfortable with these purchases, the average order value, the average basket size is expected to increase. If you have good product assortment, fresh fruits and vegetables, and Zepto is focusing heavily on the fresh fruits and vegetables because the margins there is huge, upwards of 70 to 80%. And at the same time, if you get that right, that means a very specific kind of specialization. But if you can get it right, it will be very difficult for the nearest competition to beat you to that. Priyanka, another interesting point is their push for Zepto Cafe, which is their quick food delivery vertical where they offer quick bites to customers. No, but we have seen that this quick food delivery model hasn't worked out for even big players such as Zomato. So what's cooking at Zepto Cafe? These are some very interesting investments the company has done. And in our story also we've mentioned some 20-25 lakh is what each cafe, the cost of setting up these kitchens. These cafes, if you would notice, the menu for these cafes or the offers that these cafes are having for the customers, they've gone and done some cherry picking of things that you and I often buy from Swiggy and Zomato and some of these platforms. So say like a biryani or noodles or Chinese or Asian, the most prominent stuff, very common stuff, snacks, samosa, whatever. So they are just sticking to the core essentials of a customer. They're trying to create an experience like when you go to any, any supermarket, wherein you go to purchase grocery and there's like a cafe kind of a place wherein, okay, you will go and sit and have a cup of coffee or maybe munch upon something. So it's an interesting concept. It's more of a feel-good offering that it is adding on the side of the grocery play, but it will go a great length in ensuring customer stickiness if what they are offering matches to the expectations of the customers. Zepto's fundraise and valuation jump is a bright spot in an otherwise bleak year for startups. It has also given a boost to the quick commerce story in India, which many thought was an anomaly of the easy money period of 2021. And the question mark over the high cash burn model of quick commerce also seems to be fading as players like Zepto, Blinkit, Swiggy and others are inching closer towards profitable growth. Zepto also has ambitious plans to go public by 2025. But the journey will not be easy. The e-grocery sector has seen increasing competition even from offline players, stagnation of the customer base in just the top few cities, and constant churn among delivery partners and warehouse workers who have often protested against any change in pay structures. Will Zepto be able to deliver on its promise to its investors and leave competition behind? Well, the race has just begun. 
That's all in this episode. I'm Mukda Warrior and you're listening to The Morning Brief. The episode was produced by Sumit Pandey and the sound designed by Rajas Nair. Executive producers are Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary and Arijit Barman. We hope you like this episode. Do share and subscribe to the podcast. A new episode of The Morning Brief podcast drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday and it streams on Amazon Prime Music, Jio Savan, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and of course on ET's own audio platform ET Play. Thank you and have a great day ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to the respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.